We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. The merch. Get a hat. Get a t-shirt. Get that rolling. We want to see those selfies. We want to see the, the stuff coming in. Okay, we'll put it on Instagram. We'll put it on our Facebook, our Twitter. We will flex you out. So go smash it. HuddleUpPod.com. Find whatever piece of swag suits you best, or if you're on YouTube, right below the video box, you see a line of stuff you can choose from. Great way to support what we're doing here. With that being said, first things first, Mr. Kelberman. Sean Payton, this is kind of interesting because whatever it was, end of December, I'm like, yo, I want to see some Josh Jacobs get a sniff from the Denver Broncos. And all of a sudden, Sean Payton rolls in, and he's doing more than that. He's like flirting on a public level with the possibility of – giving him a look-see. Tell everybody what happened. Well, um, Jacobs, I have a uh, Ricola in my mouth right now, so you have to forgive me. I'll get rid of it in a second. But uh, Josh Jacobs, Sean Payton were guests on the Up and Adams show, K. Adams show on FanDuel TV. And literally, Sean Payton could not shut up about Josh Jacobs. He kept gushing and praising and speaking highly, perhaps too highly, of Josh Jacobs because he's an impending free agent, but because the new league year has not started yet, free agency has not started, there's some question whether it could be tampering, but uh, Peyton's a big, big fan of Jacobs, called him a big uh, physical downhill runner, which he is, and he said even when the Raiders were in good, he was consistently always performing well, and it's true. He won the rushing crown last year, Jacobs. He's been a, a Broncos killer, Chad for at least two, three seasons now. And um, Sean Payton said, I encourage everyone to check him out, get him out of the West. And he ended his little spiel by saying, maybe we'll check him out. So dot, dot, dot. Very interesting. And yes, I don't know. I think even before we had any inkling that Sean Payton would become the Broncos head coach, I was all about the possibility of at least seeing what it might take to get Josh Jacobs in Denver just because, yes, as you said, I mean, dominates the Broncos. He has traditionally, since the the Raiders drafted him out of Alabama, been the Bronco killer. Then you add to that, obviously, great rushing ability. He can catch the ball. He can pass block. He's a perfect – I could see him, Zach, as a newfangled Alvin Kamara for Sean Payton. Problem is, how much of that – what what salary cap space the Broncos currently have, which is, we'll say, just under ten million, 
do you really want to peel off on a running back when you're hoping to get Javante Williams back, so hopefully to the same level from when last we saw him? It's a puzzle. Dylan, real quick, Zach, I just want to remind everybody, we love Dylan. He's the man on staff here at MHH. Published an article today, guys. Go give it a read about Draymond Jones. He's reminding everybody, hit the like button, share, subscribe. These are all three organic ways you can show your love here to your football priests and MHH. Yeah, the thing is, you know, George Payton did promise. I, I wrote the story. He promised the Broncos would be aggressive in free agency and, and spending to their limit and, uh, you know, to bring in talent. But like I wrote, that could mean that they prioritize bigger needs than running back and get an offensive lineman or three in the building before you uh, attack the backfield. But, you know, there's no guarantee with Javante, Chad. They have three running backs. The Broncos do schedule to walk next month and Mike Boone, Marlon Mack, and Latavius Murray, so you're going to need some help in the backfield. I just, as big of a Josh Jacobs fan as I am, I think he's a great, great player, and I'd love to see him away from the Raiders out of the West. I don't think the Broncos are in a position to uh, splurge on a non-premium position, a devalued position like running back. My head tells me you're right. My heart says, no, give it a shot. Michaela Israel jumping in. Love you. Appreciate you, Michaela. Seriously. Supporting your football priest. We saw her, of course, Zach. We got to meet her and hang out with her a little bit at the meet and greet this past fall at uh, the stadium. And she's even throwing down supporting some punk rocks and bridge the gap, courtesy of yours truly. So thank you, Michaela. She says via super chat, helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. Do we still have only 10 million after the cap went up and with the rollover from last year? Yes, yes. But here's the thing to, to consider, Zach. Um, you know, there's a few different players. You could trim some fat and free up significant yeah. cap space, and it's going to happen. Guys like Graham Glasgow, currently that's on the books. That's going to be gone. There are others. So keep in mind that right now that's an illusory figure. It's kind of an artificial figure that will be uh, whittled whittled away at. In fact, it's the opposite of that. Exploded. It's going to grow. It could go, I would think, Zach, possibly upwards of – low 20 millions when free agency uh, actually rolls around that's probably about where the broncos will be once they uh you know cut a few people or get some restructures done yeah and the rollover cap that michaela's referencing here i don't think that's been figured into the broncos cap total yet so i forgot how much it'll be but it'll be enough to you know bring in a player maybe two if you stretch it out in the, in the article that I wrote about George Payton being aggressive in free agency, I laid out the Broncos cap situation. As of right now, they have about $9.218 million in cap space. That's the 14th most in the NFL. But they can make three simple moves, and that would be cutting Ronald Darby, Graham Glasgow, and Chase Edmonds. They would save $26.56 million against the cap by doing those three, to me, no-brainers, Chad. And then they would be at about $35.785 million. That would be the fifth most cap room in the NFL. So they could quickly go from being middle of the pack to being top five in salary cap space. And if you give George Payton $35 million, I mean, you're talking another – Randy Gregory, another DJ Jones. You can bring in any offensive lineman you want, any defensive lineman you want. That's a lot of money to play around with. So they'll be fine financially. Um, there's there's some conflicting stuff. Um, I'm glad you clarified that, Zach, because she's asking about, of course, rollover. Uh, this, According to this article, this is from January 15th. 
the Broncos had about 10.6 million worth of unused cap space that'll be added to the 2023 total. So when you factor that in, Zach, now this is like very rough. Don't don't quote us on that. It'll come out in the wash here eventually, but that alone that puts them in the 20s. Then you make a few cuts. I mean, you could afford to go out and actually sign Josh Jacobs because we know how that salary cap voodoo works. Yeah, to me, it's less about the money. I mean, he's going to command, if he's not franchise tagged by the Raiders, probably 10, 12, 13 a year. It's less about that and more to do with the optics of a move such as that, Chad. When you traded up for Javante Williams in the second round only a few years ago, he was the future. And I understand that he's coming off a significant knee injury, but do you have to go out and allocate so much money when you are bereft of offensive linemen, when you don't have much defensive linemen except for DJ Jones, especially with Draymond, a free agent as well. So I, I, they could do it. They could certainly do it financially. They can afford anyone they want. It's in terms of should they, not necessarily can they. Shout out to our great friend and uh, MHH supporter, a bona fide superstar here in the MHH, MHH community, Albert Knoppers. Bro, give our best to Michelle. Hope everyone's doing well in your neck of the woods. Great to see you tonight. Mike Ronquillo jumping in as well, who has just been lately on fire. Mike, I haven't heard from you on what jersey you want. This is a reminder. Uh, so reach out to me. I checked my DMs, didn't see anything, no email. Best thing to do so I don't miss it is shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail. Dot com. Let us know what jersey you want because you won it from Facebook for the month of January. Don't forget that. Shout out to Greg. Todd Ostendorf's in the house. We got Lawrence Rivera. What's good, big dog? Um, we'll, we'll get into some stuff tonight. Very interesting. I'm trying to find real quick. You know, Scott's on vacation, as you guys probably know. Uh, he'll be gone till I think, next – well, he'll be back in the saddle, so to speak, next Wednesday. So Zach and I are flying solo. We might be a little bit clunkier in the chat, but we will get to everybody tonight. Let not your heart be troubled. Randy Jones up in Alaska, throwing down some big boy stars. Thank you, brother. On Facebook, he's saying, Zach, and I can only interpret this and infer this to mean if we're talking about salary cap space, Josh Jacobs would be a great pipe dream, but it sounds like what he's saying is put that money in the O-line. You got to. It doesn't matter who you have in the backfield. Doesn't matter who you have at quarterback. Doesn't matter who you have at head coach or wide receiver if you can't block up front. And hopefully, George Payton realized that this past season because you can't keep substituting duct tape and bubble gum at those positions. You have to spend. Fortunately, Randy, there are multiple solid, more than solid offensive linemen on the open market schedule to hit free agency. Uh, Caleb McGarry, the right tackle. Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle. Uh, Mr. Ryan Jensen, Chad, uh, same spelling. Um, no relation. He's going to be a free agent as well. I mean, they can go out and, and upgrade the offensive line with two or three moves and make them a from a weakness to a source of strength. They'll have the money to do so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's right. When it's E-N, Jensen, E-N like mine, Ryan Jensen, Danes, not Swedes. If it's O-N, Swedes. Phil McLaughlin from Tucson checking in. Another great example, Zach, of how we know in our hearts, and as a matter of fact, too, that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. It's wherever you are. And that's where Phil is down in Arizona. He's saying, I'm pretty sure Latavius Murray will be back. Any news on Jerry Rosberg as far as special teams? Go Broncos, MHH for life. Appreciate that, brother. It sounds like the way has been opened, I think, Zach, a little bit wider for Latavius to return because of Sean Payton taking the job. But I'm not convinced it's a fate accompli move. I, I won't be surprised if it happens, but we'll see. Your thoughts on that and then anything you've picked up on old Jerry Rosberg hanging around. I, anyone who follows me on Twitter knew that I was putting out for like a week before the hiring. You know, today would be a great day for the Broncos to hire Sean Payton. I switched it up today to today would be a great day for the Broncos to hire Jerry Rossberg, a special teams coordinator. It's wishful thinking on my part, on your part as well. I, I haven't heard anything about Jerry Rossberg's return. He did get an interview for the head coaching job, but he's also, I believe, at peace in his post-retirement career. So we'll see what happens there. Even Sean Payton said today, Chad, on that um, – I think it was on Up and Adams that he's being patient and deliberating as to who should join his staff. He wants people who are obsessed with football and more importantly, obsessed with winning. So he's still in the process of figuring out his staff. We don't know much beyond that. Latavius Murray, I think that would be a more realistic approach to the backfield. I know it's not a sexy move like bringing in a Josh Jacobs, but Latavius Murray is more than adequate as a fill-in stand-in for Javante while he gets healthy. And also he knows Sean Payton from their days in New Orleans. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back on a short-term deal. I mean, if we look back at his, uh, gosh, did well, let me see, his time in uh, New Orleans. So we're talking for Latavius Murray, circa 2019 and 2020. He was obviously sharing a backfield. That was the height of the Kamara, um, at least the beginning era of Alvin Kamara. His peak rushing total, Zach, as a as a New Orleans Saint, was his second year, 656 rushing yards, four touchdowns on the ground, and then he also chipped in 23 receptions for an additional 176 yards and another tutty. So he came close with about, let's see, 100 and we'll call it 170 touches. Zach, he came close to 1,000 yards of production plus 
nearly half a dozen touchdowns. So keep that in mind. That's not nothing. That's in a part-time role. That's that's significant. He's a little bit longer in the tooth. There's more gray hairs in that beard uh, by the day, but we'll see. Matt jumping in with a very generous super chat. Thank you, big dog. Do I see a drummer in this uh, YouTube profile pic or do my eyes betray me? Drummers unite. Matt said, evening boys. Good thing Barry is gone. Can't wrap my head around a grown man leaving notes in lockers like a middle schooler. What an absolute joke. Zach, do you have any idea what this dude is talking about? Uh, Yeah, first of all, Chad, how many fumbles, if you have the stats still in front of you, for Latavius Murray during that time? I'd wager it's either one or zero. And I bring that up because he's so reliable and so consistent. At least he was in the post-Melvin Gordon era. So I appreciate Latavius Murray, uh, the fact that I don't have to pucker every time he runs the ball. One time, and it was the second year. So in over 300 carries and about 350-plus touches, one fumble. That's something that I really do appreciate about Murray because as a running back, your one job is to not fumble the football. And that's something that Melvin Gordon did all too much, even though he's trying to blame his uh, uh, nerve and his arm or hand now or whatever for that. Whatever. Anyway, um, in terms of Butch Berry, that's the scuttlebutt. Um, I've heard on Twitter, I, I think Benjamin Albright tweeted that Butch Berry wasn't much of a teacher as an offensive line coach. He would leave notes like Matt says here, um, very passive aggressive and a very um, combative way of going about his business. I think I also read that Broncos players applauded when Jerry Rossberg fired Butch Berry as O-line coach. But, you know, one team's trash is another team's treasure. Now he's the OL coach in Miami where he joins Vic Fangio on Mike McDaniel's staff. So it's a small world, the NFL. And, you know, the Broncos, they turned the page to, uh, uh-oh, is it freezing up on me? I think you're good. I'm good? Okay. It's just on my end. Bear with me, guys. Uh, the Broncos hired a former Saints player turned coach uh, in Zach Streif to to be the new O-line coach in uh, the Mile High City. Wow, this is being really slow. I don't want to... I don't want to clunk up our broadcast, so I'm going to jump off it. But uh, so, yeah, Broncos are going to be okay on the O line. And Butch Berry, man, the more you, I talk to people, the more I hear, he was a absolute train wreck of a hire. Nathaniel Hackett, dude, I mean, the receipts on this guy continue to be quite alarming. Mike Reno, appreciate the stars, brother, on Facebook jumping in, wanting to know, Zach, what free agent quarterbacks will be available to back up. Russell Wilson. Um, I don't have spot track in front of me. I don't know if you do, Chad. I, can I don't pull it up. Top of my head. Is Jacoby Brissett a free agent? Because I probably look his direction. He's super reliable, very high floor, uh, locker room leader kind of guy. I wouldn't mind him coming in if Russell Wilson got hurt. He's also a lot better than Brett Rippon is. Um, I've heard if Baker Mayfield gets released that the Broncos could pick him up. Someone like Mitch Trubisky as well. I believe Trubisky though is still under contract with the Steelers and I want nothing to do with him personally, even as a backup. So we'll have to comb through the list if you can pull it up, Chad, and we'll got to, you know, go one by one. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up here. Um, let me, I'm going to have to try and spot, spot rack just runs so slow. Um, 
I would kind of would want the Broncos before they throw money at a veteran quarterback to draft a quarterback under Sean Payton, let him work with him and develop him. You need some sort of pipeline developing, you know, underneath Russ because he is 34 going on 35 years old and, you know, a, a low floor, low ceiling option like Trubisky does nothing for me for the long term. Okay. So as I click back over here, uh, obviously take Tom Brady off this list. Uh, as far as unrestricted free agents, 2023 at quarterback, here's the uh, creme de la creme of this particular class. Baker Mayfield, he'll be 28. Sam Darnold, he'll be 26. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, he'll be 32. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, don't sleep on that as a possibility, gang, by the way. We know the history he has with Sean Payton. Uh, Daniel Jones, old Case Keesum. <laughs> It's a possibility. Uh, and yes, you were right. Jacoby Brissett, Geno Smith. All indications are, though, of course, that the Seahawks are fixing to pay Geno Smith. It'll be interesting to see what kind of contract he actually garners from them, Zach. You know what the sad part here is, Chad? There's three former Broncos starting quarterbacks yep. that are on this list that are just toiling away on the open market. It really shows how desperate they've been over the years. I guess looking over this list, I don't think, you know, someone like Mike White is going to leave. Uh, I think the Jets will bring him back. Andy Dalton, he had a decent season last year in New Orleans, but he doesn't really move the needle much for me. If you have to, Taylor Heineke, there's one. I, I know he gets a lot of hate, and I don't understand how people like Gardner Minshew and, and dislike Taylor Heineke, but that guy is a gamer to me. He can do a lot. As a, as a backup, as a really high-end number two, I would not mind the Broncos throwing some money at him, but Jacoby Brissett would be, I think, the safest. And Mr. Drew Locke on the list as well, but I think Jacoby Brissett would be the safest choice there. We've got, we've got Drew Locke. We've got Brandon Allen. We've got a who's who list of former Broncos uh, in the quarterback free agent pool this year, which you know has its own fair, fair share of uh, implications. Gary. Palmer, the hashtag swashbuckler himself in the house, legendary figure. What's up, bro? He says, appreciate you guys. We appreciate you, GLP. He wants to know, do you think Sean Payton is waiting post-Super Bowl to make his his hires, right? Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. What do you think, Zach? Maybe. Uh, you know, he said today he's being very thorough. He's being patient. He wants to put together the best staff um, as possible. And he got kind of a late jump on things because he's only in the post for what over a little over a week now. So it's, it's a, a longer dragged out process this time around due to NFL protocols. He might be waiting for the Super Bowl teams to be done so he can talk to um, some members of, uh, of their staffs. But what I read is that he's trying to get people from New Orleans to follow him over. I wrote the article a few days ago. Zach Streif was the first domino to fall. And uh, he's looking at some others from his uh, previous employer as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, 
Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. George Fox on Facebook. We appreciate you, bro. He says, I want to thank the whole MHH staff for all the great work and info on the Broncos during this time of year. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Thank you, brother. Really do appreciate that. Um, I think this period on the NFL calendar is when MHH as a rounded staff and a, and a collective when we shine the brightest because Zach and I, we're going to do our thing uh, always covering the the key storylines of the day. But when you get into the off season, you need cap experts, you need draft experts. And we have that here at MHH in spades. So appreciate that, George. And it just so happens to be my favorite period on the NFL calendar. I love this time of year and all the speculation and predictions and what's it going to be. The only thing I get a little bit tired of, Zach, is the ubiquitous off-season list. Um, and they just got started. For example, we got two articles up just in the last few days, I think both from Nick Kendall, Zach, ESPN naming two Bronco free agents on their top 50 free agents of 2023, Draymond Jones and Dalton Reisner, and then PFF throwing those two guys on their top 100 free agents of 2023, along with two other Broncos, Alex Singleton, and surprise, surprise, Cameron Fleming checked in in the 80s somewhere as a top free agent. So those kind of lists, they're fun. They help us, you know, pass the time as we get to the key moments on the calendar, like whether it's, you know, we had the Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl, then we're going to get to the Combine, then the Draft, free agency, all that stuff. Uh, so I guess there is a purpose for them, Zach. People put way too much stock into what these lists have to say, though, and you know where players check in. If you watch Cameron Fleming, you'd be hard pressed to put him at top 100 uh, available players. But you know, it's like power rankings; they're so subjective, and people put a lot of onus into them. And unfortunately, now in February, in the height of the off season, that's what we have to uh, break down and discuss. Jeremy, Sean, what's up, bro? It's good to see you. By the way. Um, we got to hang with him a little bit on the last meet and greet. That was really fun. He says, Melvin Gordon fumbled his excuse for fumbling. Very on brand for Melvin. Zach, what was it he he said exactly about uh, his time in Denver? I don't want to go. I mean, I feel my blood boiling already talking about Melvin Gordon because he he's so soft. I, I don't know how else to put it, though, Chad. It's always somebody else's fault. It's a constant victim complex with Melvin, but he was on, you know, radio row. And I think Brandon Cristal uh, talked to him and Melvin said he never really got a chance to compete for the RB one job or compete with Javante Williams. It's like, what reality do you live in? What color is the sky in the world that you live in Melvin? Because it's not blue. It's, it's, you know, it's purple. It's crazy. I, I don't know how he views himself, why he views himself the way he does, but I am so relieved he's not the Broncos' problem any longer, man. Amen. Albert says, can we get a refund on bad products like Hackett and Berry? It is a Walmart principle if you keep the receipts. That's true. Uh, you can even return things to Walmart without a receipt. We bought a TV over Christmas that turned out to not fit where it was supposed to go, and Dak Gummin, I couldn't find the receipt. They accepted it back. So for what it's worth, uh, David Evans jumping in with the super chat. Appreciate you, David. Thank you, big dog. 
He says, good evening. Love the videos and the info you all deliver weekly. Denver Broncos for Life. P.S. Chad, great song and video. Awesome. Appreciate that, David. Guys, go check it out. The Bridge the Gap single, My Creation. It's on YouTube. Just Google Bridge the Gap, My Creation. You'll find it. So many of you already have. You've smashed it, and it's been really cool to see. We got another single coming out next week, so stay tuned for that. Um, But, yeah, Zach, I'm not losing any sleep over (laughs) Melvin Gordon no longer being a Bronco. Like, that's just not our problem anymore. And you're right. He He's living in some kind of a la-la land because the previous regime loved him so much that they sent Philip Lindsay packing, made him split a – coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons and a Pro Bowl nod, they made Philip Lindsay compete with Melvin Gordon for touches. Melvin Gordon became the starter in that backfield year one as a Bronco – by like week six. Now, granted, Zach, that particular season, it was largely due to Lindsey having a uh, tussle with the injury bug. He got a little bit unlucky that year. But then you flash forward to uh, 2020, 20, well, 2021, pardon me, and then 2022. It didn't matter the coaching staff. They all wanted Melvin Gordon on the field, even against our best judgment, best reasoning. Obviously, it was Javante that was named the starter this past season, but still, they kept putting him on the field. It was, It's a shocker. So, as you can tell, we're both, Zach and I, still a little bit traumatized by the whole Melvin Gordon experience here in the Mile High City, so we're just glad that's in the rear view. I mean, to say he never got a chance when he took over as the starter after Williams' season-ending injury and he fumbled what seemed like every other snap – it's just crazy to me. Then he's blaming it on he has a nerve issue in his wrist that he played through or arm or whatever. It's There's always an excuse uh, for Melvin Gordon, but you want to hear the sickening thing? He's one win away from getting a ring because he's on the Chiefs practice squad. You know, he's been there for a few months now and uh, he's riding their coattails and he could ride it to a Lombardi. So Melvin the mercenary, I guess. Uh Nice YouTube handle, by the way. No Country for Old Men. Anton Chigurh, Sh- uh, I think that's how the character is pronounced. You know, the guy that flips the coin. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. No Country for Old Men. You would like it, actually, dude. Watch it. Uh, but he flips the. He's like an. He's like an assassin of sorts, and uh, you know, when he comes up against one of his marks or whatever, he won't just straight like eighty-six him. He'll flip a coin, and they have to call it in the air. And if they get it wrong, then fate willed that they are no longer. So anyway, Anton wants to know, Drew Locke, why? I don't understand, except sentimental value. We're not advocating for for the Broncos to uh, bring Drew Locke back. But, Zach, it will be interesting to see what kind of interest he garners around the NFL because, look, Geno balled out. He didn't have a chance. We thought, I mean, almost everybody, with the exception of the Seahawks, uh, was surprised at the level Geno played that this whole past season. But uh, so Drew Locke, you know, he was buried there. He's a free agent now. You and I, at certain points, Zach, during his uh, tenure in Denver, were like, hey, imagine what a Kyle Shanahan could do with this guy. Imagine what a Sean Payton could do with this guy. I still that's not to that. say that's not to say bring him back to Denver, okay? But it will be interesting to see. Does he have a future? Are there NFL teams that want to take a sniff on on what Drew Locke might have left in the tank or, or still left to sh- show and prove? It will be interesting. I mean, look at what Kyle Shanahan did with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. I still would want to know what he can do with Drew Locke, but you know, I forgot how bombastic and radioactive just his name is. We haven't discussed him much on this podcast, and I wasn't even saying they should bring him back. I was saying he's on the list of free agents, and we just say his name 
and people jump to these narratives and, and jump to these conclusions. No, I don't think he should come back. I don't think he wants to come back to Denver. I think those bridges are burned as well on both sides. So we'll move on from the lock um, discourse. Tom jumping in. Good to see you, bro. Thank you for the super chat, big dog. He says, guys, Deontay Foreman from the Panthers would be a cheaper option than Josh Jacobs and looked like Bo Jackson at the end of the season. We need to invest the money in the O-line. Yeah, he did become quite a quite a baller in uh, Carolina. I would definitely be open and interested in, in looking at him. Is he a for sure free agent this year, though? Um, I don't know. I did see that he ran really hard in Carolina. And didn't he go to Texas? Because I, I did like him in college um, for him. Maybe he played with the Texans. That's why I'm getting it confused. But he's always run hard. He he um anyone remember a running back named Chris Ivory about 10 years ago? That's what Deontay Foreman reminds me of. Kind of a bull in a china shop. He has power, he has speed, he can catch. Uh good shout here, Tom. I would not splurge on a running back. If you want to bring in someone to upgrade that room, Deontay could fit the bill. Yeah, by the way, yes, Texas uh is his alma mater, and he is a free agent, unrestricted. So it'll be interesting. He's not someone um you know, if you if you decide to go cheap and just bring back a Latavius Murray. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you, if you end up want to spend, wanting to spend a little bit more on that next level, there's probably a foreman. If you really want to splurge, you can go out and, and try and get Josh Jacobs. But I would definitely not be uh, saying no, Zach, to foreman with how he was looking there um, in Carolina. Sebastian, wow, dude. Top rope super, uh, super chat. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter. Uh, if you're already following and we're not following back, do one of these in the mention, Sebastian, and we will follow back. We like to keep the conversation going with our Super Chat superstars on Twitter after these streams. So appreciate you, bud. He says, hey, guys, uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you, brother. Do you think Sean Payton put a shot uh, across the bow to Jerry Judy for him complaining on Twitter? And do you think the Broncos will go after Alvin Kamara if he becomes a free agent? I don't think, honestly, Zach, that the comments Peyton made, I don't think they were specifically aimed at, at any one player. Yeah. Um, but of, you know, of the uh, complicit Broncos who have taken to Twitter both aggressively and passive aggressively to air dirty laundry, he has been on that list. So I'm sure it was a message not lost on him, but he's one of those guys, Zach, that has a lot stands to gain maybe the most aside from Russell Wilson. If you look at the guys that are on the roster right now on the offensive side of the ball, especially with how he arced toward the end of the season, I he, he what the future could hold for him in a Sean Payton offense in a competent a scheme court, uh, quarterback by a competent player, you know, dude, Jerry, I'm the next thing. I think he's the Broncos' best offensive player. 
in general. And he's by far definitely the best receiver. So, yeah, he stands to gain a crap ton from the arrival of Sean Payton and maybe the rebirth of Russell Wilson. But I agree with you, Chad. I don't think the comment that Sean Payton made about being more anonymous donors this year and working in silence. I I love that expression, by the way, the way he put that. I don't think he was meeting Jerry Judy. If anything, I think he meant Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is so front facing when it comes to uh, social media and the public and the memes and everything. And there's something to it. If you read into what Sean Payton said today, um, he was on the Pat McAfee show, I believe. And he said, I don't like let's ride. And he coined the new phrase for the Broncos in 2023. That would be hashtag. And I saw Lawrence Rivera wanted us to say this buck them. And I think that that'll catch on quickly, uh, you know, more quickly and uh, better than let's ride it last year. I almost like that better than hashtag chasing the chicken. Buck them. Buck them. I mean, after all, we're talking about a Bronco. What does a Bronco do? He bucks them. I like that. Uh, Sebastian, again, thank you for the very generous super chat. And by the way, Renardo jumping in. Thank you. Appreciate that. It all helps, man. Helps keep the lights on. We didn't really touch on Alvin Kamara that much, though, Zach. Do you want to – I mean, what, what's your take on that as a possibility? I feel like, you know, I can't profess to watch the Saints exclusively. I feel like they were the most boring team in the NFL last year. Um, without Sean Payton, I feel like he's a little washed now, or at least not as explosive as he was a few years ago. It all comes down to price. Obviously, he's still a great two-way player. He can run. He can catch. He was the premier, one of the premier running backs in the NFL, but I'm not going to give Alvin Kamara $10 million, $12 million a year. I'd rather pay an offensive lineman or two that money and then go out and sign someone like Deontay Foreman for a fraction of the cost. But that'll be interesting to see what stars that Peyton could reunite with. People talk about Kamara. People talk about Michael Thomas, the Saints wide receiver, even though they have a Michael Thomas already in Cortland Sutton. So you'll see Peyton pull some strings to get players he's familiar with. But in terms of Kamara, again, it's a luxury that they really can't afford right now, in my opinion. Plus, this dude is 27 years old. And he still has one, two, counting this year, one, two, three, four years left on his deal. Um, and a lot of penalties relative to dead cap were he to be just outright cut. So that's not to totally um, dismiss the possibility of, say, a trade, but I highly doubt it. The Broncos already, you know, they're <laughs> they're pretty thin uh, when it comes to the capital required to uh, execute such a trade. So we'll see, but obviously a great player. And yes, isn't it interesting how the saints trended in the single season post Sean Payton, they became as to quote you, Zach, one of the most boring teams in the NFL to watch offensively. Dennis Allen got a second chance, uh, to be a head coach. And of course, you know, he's a guy that uh, Broncos fans remember as the defensive coordinator in 2011. So that Tebow season, and that was a very good defense. Dennis Allen was the defensive coordinator under year one of John Fox. He parlayed that the next season into a head coaching gig with the Raiders. That didn't pan out for him. And then he bounced around a little and got a second opportunity in the wake of Sean Payton. And on that subject, isn't it interesting that in back-to-back hires, the Raiders went after two Bronco defensive coordinators in Dennis Allen and then later next Jack Del Rio. Yeah, I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I don't see it. 
Um, I'm, I'm just going into the chat, guys. Tonight we have to be a little bit tight with our time. We're at about 35 minutes, so we're good for a few more. But we uh, we won't be able to hang quite as long as we might normally. Just some things we've got cooking. Uh, so anything burning on your mind, anything burning topic-wise, get it in the chat, and we will jump on it as quickly as we can. David McElrath, what's up, brother? Good to see you chatting C-3PO. Uh, he's he's my C-3PO, all right? that Zach's my C-3PO. And um, when I confiscate my teenage son's cell phones and I need syntax interpretation in the wee hours of the morn, I turn to Zach Kelberman because he can decipher these things. He knows he's he's in. He knows what it all means. That's how the sausage gets made. Uh, let's grab one from Todd because he's in the chat every single night, every single show. Todd Ostendorf in the house. How many times does it work out that you get an older running back, sign him to a long-term contract, and then, of course, you know, good things come? Not often, big dog, but it's happened even for the Broncos. Todd, think back to 2011. Everybody thought Willis McGahee was washed, as my grandpa would say. Always throwing that R in on washed. I don't know. Uh, washed. But he went on to have a thousand yard season in year one, if I'm not mistaken, a Pro Bowl nod. And then year two, he shared a backfield with no Sean Moreno in the Peyton Manning offense and uh, didn't quite shine as well, but he had some injury problems. That was a pretty good return on investment. Now, maybe not Todd exactly a long term contract, but who are we talking about here? Latavius Murray? Because if we're talking about Latavius Murray, keep in mind, no one's really advocating to give this man a long-term deal. If anything, Zach, it would be at best, at most, a two-year deal with everything front-loaded in year one. But in all likelihood, putting on our pragmatic NFL cap, it would be a one-year deal, something very, very close to the league veteran minimum. Yeah, Todd, you're absolutely right. In today's NFL, you need multiple running backs. I, I think it's one thing Hackett... Um, had correct last year, he just picked the wrong running back to side with in Melvin Gordon, but you need multiple, and that's why you can't invest millions, you know, 10, 12, 13, whatever, into a non-premium kind of a dying position in the NFL. I'd rather have, you know, you're bringing back Javante still on his rookie deal. If you want to bring back Latavius on a one-year contract, that's fine, and then maybe use a a mid-round draft pick on a a pass-catching, you know, speedy game-breaking running back. That's a decent stable to have. Gone are the days, though, where you can keep re-signing running backs and re-signing running backs and bringing one back and hoping to continue success. I mean, the Broncos got burned going back to even C.J. Anderson, Chad, and then look at Melvin Gordon. He came back on a new contract. He wasn't as effective any longer. That's the day and the age of the NFL. You have to have multiple. Uh, By the way, yes, indeed. Willis McGahee, 2011, year one as a Bronco, 1,200 yards rushing, four touchdowns, Pro Bowl. Uh, and of course, you know, any, any running back in that Tim Tebow scheme was going to have some numbers that year. Uh, my only beef with Willis McGahee for what it's worth, I'm just going on a little bit of a tangent because I know no one's really trying to talk about Willis McGahee, uh, was Whoa. he had a penchant for fumbling at very inopportune times, not on a level of a Melvin Gordon, but he had him a fair share of, uh, ill, ill-timed fumbles. Renardo, bro. Wow. Thank you. Top rope super chat. Thank you very much, my dog. Seriously, why don't you send us an email? Okay, let us let us send you a little something as a thank you for supporting what we do here. Milehighhuddle at Gmail. Let us know your t-shirt size. Might be a t-shirt, might be a hat. Shoot us an email. 
Thank you, Renardo. He says, hey, guys, do you think we need to get shorter O-linemen in order to help Russ? There were so many plays last year where I believe Wilson couldn't see the open man or can Sean Payton scheme around that. Zach, I'm fully of not just the opinion, the I mean, I think it's pretty well proven through his tenure with Drew Brees that it can be done. And Sean Payton knows how to get that that cat skin, so to speak, uh, creating those passing lanes for a, let's just say, less than prototypical sized quarterback. Um, so I don't think you really need to skimp there. Maybe it's something you're cognizant of when it comes to your interior trio. But again, you don't end up passing on a player that would be great for your scheme because he's six six and not six three, etc. Exactly, Ronaldo. Ronaldo, thank you so much for your generosity. But as Bradley says here, I'd rather get Russ some stilts than purposely sign shorter offensive linemen. You know, one guy that I wouldn't mind the. I know they don't have the capital to do so, but I would love for the Broncos to go after Ryan Ramchick. The Saints right tackle, if you remember the Broncos, you know, they ended oh, yeah. up with Garrett Bowles over Ryan Ramchick. Well, Ramchick is uh, 6'6", 313. And the thing about Sean Payton, he loves big, strong, tough, road-grading SOBs. He's not going to sign a guy who's 6'3", because Russell Wilson is a shorter quarterback. He's going to sign the meanest mother you-know-what he can find on the open market, and that's how it should be. Just get the best available linemen, the best players on the field, and then go from there. YouTube, I'm not cursing. He wants the meanest mother buckers, right? Buckers. Go. <laughs> Let's go. Luke Ellis, love you, big dog. Thank you. Wow. Very generous you, super Luke. chat. Are we connected on Twitter? I'm not sure. Um, maybe you don't have a Twitter account. If we are connected, again, do one of these in the mentions, okay? Thank you very much. So generous. Helping us keep the lights on here. He says, I agree with you, Zach, on Kamara. Wouldn't mind having him, but we need to invest in our O-line first. Great show. Thank you, big dog. Guys, just reminder, and this is crucial to the Kamara topic, he's under contract in New Orleans for another several years. So it, it's really not relevant to the Broncos unless all of a sudden Zach a report breaks that he wants out or the Saints could be shopping him but even then Broncos don't really have much to barter with outside of you know what are they going to do uh gut three draft classes in a row uh because you'd have to probably give up a first round pick even at 27 years old you probably have to give up a first round pick I don't want that smoke no way. Yeah, they can keep Kamara. I'm not giving up a first. Even if the Broncos had the capital, I wouldn't want them to take on Kamara's contract. I mean, it's just a devalued position. You can get an undrafted free agent. You can get a seventh-round pick and plug him in there. And if you have the right running you know, um, the scheme and you have the right offensive line in place, you can make do with that. So even if the Broncos had the means, I'd still say pass on Kamara. They have way, way bigger fish to fry. Um. Okay, here's one from James, who's been a patient boy. Thank you, James. Love you. Been with us a long time. A consistent exactly. super chat superstar. He says, yes, get a decent O-lineman, or get decent O-line, and a middle-of-the-road back will look like a top running back. And there's something to that philosophy, not just in quality of the O-line, but quality of scheme and how well it's coached from a technical standpoint. I mean, Zach, the Broncos are literally the poster children for – what he's saying here. I mean, how many no name running backs did the Broncos once trot out under Mike Shanahan exactly. in that Alex Gibbs rushing zone blocking scheme? 
I mean, Ruben Drones, Olandis Gary, none of these dudes left and went on to have success outside the manger of Denver, including really Mike Anderson. He flirted a little bit with some success in Baltimore as a number two. Uh, I mean, even Clinton Portis, when after the Champ Bailey trade, he had one or two seasons that were decent in Washington, but like he didn't duplicate those two phenomenal, like unbelievable first seasons as a Bronco where he rushed for over 1500 yards and 15 plus touchdowns in each of his first two seasons in the league. I mean, you bring up Mike Shanahan, you know, as you adroitly as you should, I'll bring up Kyle Shanahan, Shad. Look what he did in San Francisco. No name running backs like Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. They look like world beaters because you have the scheme and you have the offensive line in place. I mean, look at Philadelphia, even a running back like Boston Scott can rip off four or five yards of carry because you have the offensive line in place. So build the trenches and then everything else I think will fall into place after that. Leroy, so uh, consistent in our chat. We're going to grab this question for you. Thank you, brother. Mile high salute right back at you. He says, how did the interview, Zach, go with Sean Desai, defensive coordinator candidate for your Denver Broncos? And then he goes on to say, because I haven't heard anything so far. I haven't really heard anything meaningful on that front either, and he hasn't been hired. Doesn't mean he won't be, but for uh, quiet on the Western front, so to speak. I guess no news is good news when it comes to Desai because they had Flores and Desai lined up. And I feel like if they were going to pivot away from him, if he had a bad interview, they would have been linked to another candidate by now. And I haven't heard anything. But Desai, he did come with a Vic Fangio recommendation reportedly. Fangio recommended Desai to the Broncos and Sean Payton. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. And that's actually quite meaningful because as we know, Vic Fangio is quite stingy with his praise. And in the same sense that Nathaniel Hackett loved everybody, made everybody sound and feel like they were the greatest and the very best, Vic Fangio only gave that vote of confidence if it was legit, dude. If he really thought you were the bee's knees, you would not only hear about it, but that's a guy you want in your corner because if you're the truth, Vic Fangio knows you're the truth, he'll go to bat for you. So for him to, you know, campaign in any way shape or form on behalf of Desai that's a very it should be anyway comforting thing to hear for Broncos country Taylor what's up bro thank you for the super chat he says Javante Williams Latavius Murray Chase Edmonds it's all we need Jacobs makes no sense he says that um I agree with you obviously Javante and if you want to bring back Latavius but Chase Edmonds you can clear about five or six million dollars by cutting him and I didn't really see what he brought to the table that would warrant him to come back with that sort of cap number. So I agree in spirit. Don't go after a player like a Saquon Barkley or a Josh Jacobs. You don't have to splurge, but I think you can do a little better than the triumvirate, including Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds didn't really do much to move the needle for me. He was I liked his twitch. I liked I could see what he could maybe be in a competently coached backfield. Um, injury, but he didn't really move the needle. We're going to grab this from Albert and then we're going to grab Gina, um, on Facebook. And then we're about out of time gang. So anything burning on your minds, get it in the chat. Albert wants to know, do you think we get the old logo back now? You know, in light of the new, the new, uh, catchphrase, the new hashtag Buckham that's with a B YouTube Buckham. I, I, you know, I, 
I don't know what they're going to do. I think Damani Leach, the team president, keeps hinting at the logo change and uh, the uniform change for a reason. I think it's a matter of time, but nothing imminent that I've heard, Albert. Gina, thank you very much. We love all the great ladies of MHH and Broncos country, so many of whom are like little folk heroes uh, in the MHH community. So love it. Appreciate you, Gina. She says, no doubt Sean Payton is going to make waves with free agents, uh, but got some hard decisions ahead in terms of making moves. Yeah, there are some tough decisions. You know, are you going to do anything relative to uh, the Cortland Sutton contract and lack of production? Tim Patrick coming off that injury with his contract. Are you just staying the course there? Are you keeping them both, especially in light of Jerry Judy really emerging as a tr- like burgeoning superstar? That's just one of a lot of different questions that have to be answered and and attacked really by the Peyton and Peyton team at uh, Dove Valley. Yeah, like he laid out, you know, he kind of was um, comparing situations and he said in New Orleans, it wasn't always easy. The NFL is a very, very tough business, a demanding business. You work 18 hour days almost year round, but it, they were always respectful. They were always on the same page. It was always two heads are better than one type situation. So yeah, Sean Payton is going to improve the team, improve the roster, improve the win column, most importantly, but it's not going to come without some, you know, some sort of roller coaster, some sort of adversity. That's just par for the course in today's uh today's NFL. Holland back in the house, Drew, a legendary, legendary super chat superstar here at MHH. It's great to see you, big dog. Yes, indeed. He says, long time no see. LOL. He's saying hard pass on Josh Jacobs. Because Javante Williams will be back. I want Murray. Uh, I, I, I've never gotten to the bottom of the pronunciation. I think it's Batty, not Beatty, uh, back too. I'm with you on Murray, and I'm with you on the hope of Javante returning to form. But I got to remind everybody, again, this is not just as if an ACL tear is a simple thing. But this is not just an ACL tear. Javante suffered an injury that even 15 years ago would have ended his NFL career. Fortunately, sports medicine has, um, you know, evolved as, as it does. And he has a really good chance to come back, but it's far from a guarantee. So I think in a Sean Payton offense, Zach, where so much does run through a certain kind of uh, running back usage. In other words, it's not just a, a guy that can run between the tackles and a guy that can turn a corner. This is a guy that has to be able to pass pro. This is a guy that has to be able to catch passes. I would not be surprised to see the Broncos splurge a little as a hedge because that position ends up being so pivotal for Sean Payton, at least traditionally. Yeah, Drew, good to see you. As always, always fun to interact with you on Twitter as well. Um, To your point about Batty, I did like what he showed in the finale, but I don't think he showed enough in that small sample size to warrant, you know, uh, number three running back treatment. He has a ways to go, and I'm right there with you. I'd rather the Broncos just draft a running back, you know, have him on a rookie contract and go for someone that's explosive and that can do the things that Sean Payton demands from his backs. Like Chad laid out, you have to be able to pass protect you have to catch and run it's not just a one trick pony type position under Peyton Drew giving props to bridge the gap I'll put the link in the chat guys go check out the music video we shot uh I see a different side of your boy some punk rock some music guys we're about out of time Sebastian Walker with another one yo thank you bro 
He says, Zach, hi, guys. What do you think about bringing back a Philip Lindsay? Because he is a hometown favorite. Go Broncos. You guys, you know, Sebastian, you're barking up the right tree here when it comes to Philip Lindsay. But being pragmatic here, Zach, I think that ship has sailed. It's all new faces. But remember, too, what was George Payton's first year, 2021? And George Payton was the GM that initially put an original round restricted free agent tender on Philip Lindsay to keep him in the fold. And then at Philip Lindsay's request, rescinded the tag, allowing him to hit the open market. So there is that tie, even though all of his success came under the John Elway umbrella, so to speak. Uh, we don't know what kind of bridges might've been burned. What was said, if yeah. it was in any way heated in how they came to the decision, fine, we'll just rescind it, you know, hit the bricks. Don't know. But I certainly would not hate it. I would love to see Philip Lindsay back here, but not in a sense where we're pinning our hopes on it. Because, you know, it's like Scott. He he's he doesn't quite understand why you and I love Philip Lindsay as much as we do. And there's some truth to his um, some truth to his skepticism, I guess, Zach, because he hasn't thrived anywhere he's landed. He's now he's basically in that unfortunate uh, negative momentum space where he gets. Signed, cut, you know, waiver wire pickup, last two weeks on a practice squad cut. You know, he's in that kind of a realm right now. So pinning your hopes on him, maybe not. But then again, Zach, when he was signed as a college free agent out of CU, Broncos weren't pinning their hopes on him. That's for dang sure. And yet he came in and took the city by storm. Yeah, I, Dylan says it perfectly. Nostalgia isn't a reason to bring someone back. I do believe that ship has sailed, bridges are burned, whatever. But I also know what, what my eyes saw, Chad, when I watched him play. And he was a, a, a game breaker, you know, a touchdown waiting to happen. He made some incredible plays with the Broncos, you know, Pro Bowl, 1,000-yard guy. I, he did a lot as an undrafted free agent in the Broncos' backyard. And I hope he has some sort of longevity in the NFL. I'd like to see him be utilized to his fullest potential, but it's not going to happen in Denver. I'm hoping DeMarcus Ware. Thanks Mike for reminding us tonight. He says we find out if DeMarcus Ware makes the hall of fame uh, this year's class. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. And it's no longer the days of, you know, do they go in as this team or do they go into the hall of fame as a player for this team? You don't really have to split those hairs anymore when it comes to the hall of fame. And, you know, I think, Zach, for what it's worth, since he hung up his cleats, he's kind of spread his post-playing career love quite equally amongst both the Broncos and the Cowboys. Was a coaching consultant here under, was it VJ or Vic? I think it was VJ initially. And then, of course, he's been quite forward-facing as a Cowboy. Most people think of him, let's be honest, as a Cowboy in terms of looking back on his career as a player, but comes to Denver, serves that pivotal you know, sensei type role for Von Miller pulls him back from the brink. Let's not forget 2013. Von Miller was trending in the wrong way. Demarcus Ware shows up as a free agent 2014. Von gets back on the horse. And then that next season, man, they they do something truly great. So I think Demarcus Ware always has a special place in Broncos country's heart. I'm hoping he gets the nod for the Hall of Fame because he is absolutely deserving. Yeah, I hope Demarcus Weir gets in for sure, but he might be afflicted with the Broncos curse that's keeping you know Mike Shanahan out and Randy Gratishar and Carl Mecklenburg. There are so many deserving candidates out there that haven't gotten in, and I hope fully Demarcus Weir helps you know break that stigma surrounding the Broncos for whatever reason that's still existing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
with that said, guys, we're out of time. We got to dip on out of here. We got a few messages for you, though, so don't leave quite yet. Thank you all for tuning in with us this evening. That was the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, who's on vacation. Don't forget to follow him at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, we reference it in the very opening of the show. But again, it's huddleuppod.com. Go check out the inventory. Lots of cool stuff there. You see us rocking it almost every show. And uh, we do so because it's comfortable. We would only, you know, market to you what we would wear ourselves. So check it out when you can. And also facebook.com slash pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. And also, guys and gals, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, please, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen. Uh, Brandon jumping in with some late stars. We see you, big dog. Thank you. A shout-out to these great supporters on Facebook, including Brandon, Phil McLaughlin, Michael Ronquillo, Randy Jones up in Alaska, Mike Reno, Gina Cooper on YouTube, our great Super Chat superstars tonight, Michaela Israel, Matt, Gary, David Evans, Tom, Sebastian, Renardo throwing down, including Sebastian, big time, uh, James Moss, Luke Ellis, Taylor Christensen, Drew, a legendary Mount Rushmore superstar. Uh, much love and respect to each and every one of you. Don't forget tomorrow morning, Friday, you got Legends a Mile High on the Bright with Thomas Hall followed by Doe Valley Deep Divers tomorrow night. And then, of course, Saturday night, our newest show, The Orange and Blue View with Tom Hall and Ron White. Don't miss that. And then Zach and I will be back in the saddle Sunday night. Can't wait. Have a great ending to your week. Great start to your weekend. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Buck them. Tom Hall and Ron White. Don't miss that. And then Zach and I will be back in the saddle Sunday night. Can't wait. Have a great ending to your week. Great start to your weekend. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Buck them. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.